0: A Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103. Well, my first guest this morning has a passion for designing, creating, and styling beautiful occasions. By Ballinger is the brainchild and relatively new brainchild of Frederica Ballinger McFarlane. And she joins me in studio this morning to tell us about that and to give us more details on the Dancing in the Moonlight Ball in Dungarvan that is in aid of Jigsaw, which is the youth mental health charity. You're very welcome. Thank you, Ola. <laughs> so relatively day. new, your company. So about six months you were saying off yes, over yeah, there. Yeah, i am literally just turned six months old. Um, so I had a little celebratory six-month okay. party for myself. <laughs> so was it kind of a, I'm really slow to say post-pandemic, because I don't think we are post-pandemic, but was it things were kind of starting to pick up again that you decided to start yes. up an event company? Yeah, um, well, I basically...
1: Um, I used to be a social care worker, okay. so I had a completely different background. Um, and then sort of, I sort of moved away from those jobs and went back into a little bit of hospitality. But I've always had the passion for events and planning and organizing. I used to do a lot of it in my social care jobs. Um, so I decided to go back to college did two years of college um, with events management and business. Okay, and where um, did you do that? So I did it with Pittman. Okay. Um, so I could do it all online, which was fantastic Great. because I kind of got to do a lot of it while COVID was still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of graduated from all of that. Um, and I didn't plan to kind of launch this summer. I was kind of thinking I was actually going to have a lot more prep time and I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll take my time now and get ready. Um, And then it sort of just came about I was like, oh, I may as well just go for it Um, So I officially launched myself on the 1st of May I had a huge vintage afternoon tea party For my friends and family And basically used it as like my little photo shoot Mm -hmm. demo run Um, Turned out, I was like, oh, we'll just have like 15, 20 people Um, I had 80 people turn up to the house for afternoon tea
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did friends ask friends? They did, yeah And I kind of got a bit carried away as well And is that your signature, the kind of vintage afternoon tea? That is definitely
1: something that has kind of taken off this summer. Um, So we've done some birthday parties, some hen parties. Um, Yeah, the vintage afternoon tea has been quite popular. Mm. Um, So I have been collecting beautiful vintage crockery for years now. um, And I knew it was going to come in handy for something. So um, everything we hire out is like proper, beautiful, old vintage. Um, And we have all the gorgeous little cutlery and everything for afternoon tea. Um, and I join with Cake Moms. Uh, it's Cake Moms Waterford. Mm-hmm. So they're the business I'm with. Um, so they do all the sweet treats. I do all the savouries and Brilliant. the vintage hire and the planning. Wow. Um, so it has become quite popular. Like we did a hen party in Kilkenny not so long ago. And we kind of we rock on. Uh, we bring everything down to sugar cubes, tea bags, cutlery, linen, everything. Set the whole table up leave you enjoy the afternoon tea we'll come back a few hours later take everything away so there's no wash up gorgeous like no messiness just
0: and what numbers are you talking then like what can you do up to if you're collecting all your vintage (laughs) items
1: so we have done smaller kind of afternoon teas of maybe like 8 people and we have one coming up this weekend we're actually travelling to Dublin um, for a rugby fundraiser for 80 people wow Okay, that's yeah, a lot of cups. So that will be, yes, a lot of
0: teacups. <laughs> Where do you keep them all in your house then? Yeah, I've kind of okay. I've
1: got, I've got a storage room going at the moment, um, <laughs> just kind of taking over the house slowly with um, boxes of teacups.
0: And it's a big jump from your job in social care to event management. Where yes. did the kind of idea come that that's what you'd like um, to do differently? And why did you want to change career?
1: Uh, I loved social care. I did really enjoy it. So I was in social care for about eight years. Um, I worked a lot with children, um, with adults with disability. I did some psychiatric work. So I had a complete mixture. Mm -hmm. Um, And as much as I always enjoyed that, I always realised that the thing I loved most was being organised. So we did do um, some big fundraising events. And I was kind of always very much involved Mm. in getting stuck in with that. And I loved it. Um, so I kind of I just kind of felt like I needed a little bit of a break from the social care Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of went back to some part-time different jobs and kind of it was in that that I kind of realised my passion was in the events planning and the styling Um, I've always had like a very kind of creative background Um, so kind of it just sort of came naturally do you Mm -hmm. know like any of my past birthdays or kind of dinner parties I'd want to put on I was always the very creative one in the group of kind of going a little bit extra than was needed.
0: <laughs> Lovely, yeah, and it's great to be able to make a job out of something that you yeah, love. Yeah, because well. I, I,
1: really do. I love it. I have such a passion for it. Like I'm, I'm very much in my happy place when I am setting up an event for someone, um, like that. The the afternoon teas. We've done some dinner parties. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of done like a birthday dinner party. Um, so we don't we're not just vintage. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of people kind of now are starting to look and kinda of go, Oh, she's the vintage one. Mm. Um, we have sort of the chica look as well. We can do a very very diverse sort of look to what we're planning to building into. And
0: yeah. you're travelling up to Dublin as you said for an event so is there kind of a limit on where you will go if you're based in, in the southeast?
1: It's uh, It's not so much a limit it'll kind of just like we wouldn't go off to Dublin for six people for mm. afternoon tea so it would kind of depend on the event. Mm-hmm. Um, we did go to Shum in County Galway um, during the summer so that was actually it was an afternoon tea fundraiser for Jigsaw again. Okay. Um, so we went up there that was uh, a lovely event they put on for about 40 people. Um, So we supplied all of the crockery that time. Um, So I'm more than happy to travel if it's kind of if the numbers are there to travel
0: for. Yeah, exactly. And this was for six months into a job as well. You know, you mightn't be as willing to travel in about three years' time. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about um, the charity ball that you really are creating, aren't you, called Dancing in the Moonlight? Um, It's going to be in Dungarvan in the Old Bank, um, the creamery at the Old Bank, um, next Friday. Um, at seven p.m. and as you said, it's all in aid of the Jigsaw Mental Health Charity. A charity, I presume, you know well from your past jobs too. Yes, yes. So mm. I didn't
1: work directly with that charity at all, but one of my good friends, she worked for the charity, and so like the insight she gave me as well. It, it's a brilliant charity. It's and I think it's very kind of um. It's very like current, as in your mental health, youth. It's all about early, early intervention. So I think it's a really important one to sort of promote and sort of get out there.
0: So what sort of planning has gone into a ball uh, compared to a, a vintage <laughs> afternoon tea?
1: Yeah, um, I so I kind of, the way it came about was I knew it was like obviously coming into my first winter, it was going to be quiet because I was still a very new baby business. Mm. Uh, and I was like, what better way now to kind of put my name out there and sort of go, let's have a ball, let's do something different. Do mm-hmm. so We are getting to the stage now where we can kind of come out of COVID, we can celebrate, we can actually have those good nights out. So I was like, let's, let's do it with a bang. Okay. So what sort of plans have you got for it? Um, so it's very much, it's an enchanted forest. Oh, so I think a lot of people, once they've A little they've bit Christmassy
0: seen, in a way, is it? A little Are bit Christmassy, but mean? it's not a Christmas okay, ball. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I think a lot of people, once they heard it was in the creamery, a lot of people were like, oh, it's just a marquee but I was actually delighted that it is a marquee because I basically get to put my whole stamp on it then. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a very um, a very visual kind of journey. So I want people to come and they're going to be taken on a journey throughout the, the marquee, basically. Um, so we have real trees, um, big trees being moved in. Since, um, we have like clouded skies. We're, we're at home now at the moment to making the last of the pom-pom clouds, trying to get them done. Um, All of the foliage used will be real foliage. So we'll be foraging for it all. Um, So you're doing everything. Yeah, no, we have kind of, there's been a few months of work gone into this, Mm. but it is primarily um, me and a few extras kind of going, yeah, let's go for it. (laughs) You've
0: got a big smile on your face there. So you obviously (laughs) love doing all this I do, I really do do enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a really classy affair, will it be? Yes, yeah. yeah. So
1: it is like we have a lovely jazz band starting the night. um, The big jazz thing they're called. Um, So they're a lovely trio. Um, We have a huge raffle going on for the night as well. So we've had some amazing prizes from businesses. We have like 19 incredible prizes, like nothing less than like 80 years worth, up to like 400 years worth. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and then we have Ducey's Wild playing for the second half of the night. Gorgeous. Um, it is kind of a formal evening okay. black tie event. So, you know, the the tuxes, the ball gowns, a good excuse to get properly dressed yes, up.
0: How lovely. After yeah. everything we've been through as well, it's lovely to be able to get dressed up. Uh, you can get more details if you search for Dancing in the Moonlight, the charity ball on Eventbrite. And um, if you're in Dungarvan, which of course is where the charity ball is taking place, um, you can call into Isabel's place. And um, that's on Main Street isn't it in Dungarvan yes, yeah, and tickets are for sale there as well but also you can go to your website as well Frederica isn't it for yes. more details there Yep. yeah so that's by Ballinger.ie. it's the Dancing in the Moonlight charity ball and it's in aid of Jigsaw and it's on this coming Friday at 7pm that's Friday the 18th of November in the Creamery at the Old Bank in Dungarvan the dress code is black tie so if you fancy dressing up and feeling it's it's like going back in time isn't it that yeah, sort of an idea a real of.
1: kind of I suppose a slight vintage affair oh, to it Oh lovely I <laughs> love it uh,
0: It is called Dancing in the Moonlight by Ballinger is the website and Frederica thank you so much for coming in this morning
1: Thank you so much for having me
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103 Well Science Week is underway and with more than 200 free events across the country the South East Science Festival is run as part of Science Week and um, it's in lots of places in the South East Washford, Wexford Kilkenny, and Tipperary there's a programme of of interactive, educational, fun events for people of all ages. We're talking Lego building workshops, bubble shows, talks with lots of female leaders in science. Sheila Dunigan is one of the organisers of the South East Science Festival at the South East Technological University. She joins me this
2: morning. You are a busy woman. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. But thanks so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate oh, it. Oh, no
0: hassle whatsoever. We were talking there off air about all the, not even all the things that are going on, just all the different venues that you have been organising, which is amazing.
2: Yeah, no, that's right. We're delighted to organise three actual separate science festivals across the southeast. In Waterford and Clonmel, which is the South East Science Festival, we have events in Wexford and we have events in Kilkenny. And we have events for all ages and all interests, from preschool right up to active retirement groups and everything in between.
0: Why is Science Week so important? We we hear it every year about the importance of STEM and especially for women to be involved in STEM. Why do you think, as a woman who is involved in the sciences, that it is such an important week?
2: Well, I think science impacts on practically everything we do in our lives. And for most of the things, we actually take them for granted. We do. And um, I think Science Week just it puts a focus um, on science, whether it comes from climate change or the food we eat or the medicines that, that we take when we're sick. Um, all of these are developed and and made by scientists, mm-hmm. and um, there's so many really exciting and inter- interesting careers that that are um, available in science. And so many of the the leading um, science companies are located here in the South East. Mm-hmm. So it's to put an extra focus um on science uh, to show that science can be exciting and rewarding it can also be a lot of fun Yeah. so i and mean it's hard sci- to
0: kind of promote that in a way isn't it because even the way i remember science being taught in school to me as someone who it couldn't click in my brain whereas i think what science week is doing something a bit differently in that it's making it creative
2: uh, absolutely science is a very creative process mm-hmm. and what's great about schools now um there's so much hands on science activities and i think when you actually do something yourself you you understand it more and it makes a lot more sense and you mm-hmm. remember it. And Science Week is trying to ignite that curiosity and that creative spark in people and to show them that there is so much creativity. Um, there's so many different ways to explore science. And in our programme here um, across Science Week, we really do think we have something for everyone. We have a lot of researchers and lecturers from the, the schools of science, engineering and the Walton Institute in the in SETU, who are going to be talking about the cutting edge research that's taking place in the southeast. So to let people know, you know, what is happening right on their doorstep.
0: Mm. Now, as we said, there is something for all ages and you've really thought of all the ages from like five upwards and. Um, we can't list them all because you have so much going on. So will we talk about the family fun days that you're having in various venues, tell us about a little bit about those.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Our All our events are free. I'd just mm. like to say that. Um, our first family uh, fun day, it's in Kilkenny um, on Saturday, okay. where we're going to have events showing the science of bubbles. You can even actually get inside a bubble, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, you can learn about the science of juggling. Uh, you can learn about the, the science of, of the World Cup. Um, the, so these are all on between the Set Theatre in Kilkenny and in Kilkenny Castle. Okay, great. Uh, our next Family Day is on Sunday. It's in, it's in the Theatre Royal running from 12 till 4. That's in
0: Waterford,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's right. Again, all events are free. It's the Theatre Royal um, in Waterford. And on the 19th um, of November, which is um, Saturday, Saturday yeah. um, that will be in libraries all across Wexford. Okay, um, so, again, if you check on our website, which is calmas.ie, it'll lead you to the various festival programmes and all the booking details Um, are there but the family day it's a great way to explore science with the whole family Okay, and everything is free so it's a great way there's no cost and it's a great way to have fun together Brilliant
0: so everything is free as you said but you do need to go onto the websites and book things do you? You can't just turn up
2: No we need bookings because there's been huge interest in these So, but we do still have some places so I'd encourage people to get online and book fast Um, We have um, lots of different activities um, and it'll be an awful lot of fun and again they're suitable from from ages from five to 95 and even 105. Okay,
0: good stuff. Wow, there's just so much. I'm just reading through some of them, like lots of stuff going on with bubbles. Uh, it's because there is a science behind bubbles, obviously, um, and lots of stuff with Lego as well. In Castle Comer, in the Discovery Park, they have a day filled with family fun events. Um, they're going to have talks on prehistoric life beginning in And um, because, of course, Castle Comer was the site of a fossil find in the 19th century. So there's just so much going on, really, for Science Week.
2: No, absolutely. And I'd just like to say science isn't just for little people. We have lots of events for adults looking at uh, um artificial intelligence uh, in Wexford, for the Wexford Science Cafe, we have a panel discussion about the energy crisis and how to save money, which I think is something we're all interested mm-hmm. in. Um, so throughout the throughout the week, uh, we have events for adults. One really exciting event is we have um, celebrity chef Edward Hayden, uh, who's a lecturer in SETU, who's teaming up with, with Eva Hearn, the nutritionist, on Operation Transformation again mm-hmm. from SETU, yeah, they're going to do um, a cook along live online where people can learn how to cook something healthy, and um, Edward will show them how to cook it, and Ethan will then discuss about nutritional aspects and how why it's so important to have a healthy diet.
0: Brilliant stuff. Well, as you said, probably the best place to go to find all the different venues in the Southeast is CalMast, which is where Sheila is from. And that website is calmast.ie. And if you click on the Science Festival link, that will then bring you to the various different options the Southeast Science Festival, Wexford Science Festival, and Kilkenny Science Festival. You deserve a big holiday after all this, <laughs> Sheila. You have so much going on. Thanks, William, for coming in this morning. Thanks so much.
3: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103.
0: It's a Sunday morning. You are listening to The Sunday Grill here on Beat 102 103. And the latest animated film from Kilkenny's Cartoon Saloon has got its Irish cinema release. It's also available on Netflix right now, too. Cartoon Saloon's animators, editors, and directors are taking part in a My Father's Dragon, the exhibition along with the movie being released at Kilkenny's Butler Gallery. If you're a a budding animator, you just really love to watch the process of something like My Father's Dragon being created, well then, this free event at Butler's Gallery might be for you. To tell me more, Rebecca Reynolds, the Development Director at Butler's Gallery, joins me on the Sunday Grill this morning. You're very welcome, Rebecca.
4: Hi, Orla. Thanks for having me.
0: This is very exciting. You have done stuff before with Cartoon Saloon, am I right in saying that? We have,
4: we have indeed, yeah. This is our fourth collaboration with Cartoon Saloon. We did uh, Song of the Sea in 2015 and The Breadwinner in 2018, Wolf Walkers in 2020. So My Father's Dragon in 2022. It was a given. I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, it's a lovely partnership. You know, they're, they're such an amazing um, studio and uh, obviously, I mean, the five-time Oscar-nominated mm-hmm. studio coming out of the South East. Of Ireland, which is fantastic. Um, the the exhibitions really, as you said, like they are. They do. It's about the process behind the making of the movie. Mm-hmm. So if you come to the exhibition, you really get to see that insight uh, as to what happens in the studio. It'll be a very immersive exhibition. It's sensory and it's child centred, but something that all ages will will really enjoy. Lovely. And the movie itself is fabulous. It's 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 about Elmer Elevator, a boy who runs away from home to Rescue bars, a baby dragon who's trapped on a wild island out at sea. Um, it's really, um, it's, it's such a warm story. There's so many different themes in it that people can um, relate to around resilience and mental health. And all of those themes are touched on in the exhibition and all of those themes are also touched on in our Learning and Public Engagement Programme, which supports the exhibition. So we'll have workshops for children. Uh, we'll have, obviously, school tours. Um, you'll be able to come into the exhibition and sit down and... Um, interact with um, aspects of um, elements that would have been in the movie around mm. Elmer's backpack and all of that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it, it's running from, uh, we're opening on the 19th of November and it's running uh, until the 15th of January. So okay. lots of opportunity to see it over Christmas as well if people aren't, don't have the time to do so until then.
0: Lovely stuff. And I suppose a piece of animation is made for an exhibition, isn't it? Because there's so much that goes into the process from st- the start of storyboards onwards.
4: Exactly, and it's lovely to see that, um, you know, to be able to, and you know, and and obviously we have then artists in residence from Cartoon Saloon who are available for people to engage with as well, so um, the uh, exhibition is curated by Anna O'Sullivan, who's the director of Butler Gallery, and uh, it's designed by Stephen McNamara of Roji, and that's a partnership that's been ongoing for a long time as well, so a very experienced team behind it, Um and um, you know, from the opportunity to to engage with cartoon saloon, and if you are interested in animation, even if you're not interested in animation, mm. it's absolutely worth going to see. We always get huge visitor numbers for the cartoon saloon exhibition.
0: Okay, and workshops. What kind of workshops have you?
4: Um, so they will. Our artist in residence for the kids' workshops is Paul Boxback, He's a very experienced artist. Um, They will involve, um, as I say, working with different elements of the movie and um, exploring, you know, different themes around resilience and mental health. And there will be tailored workshops for children and young people, interactive visits for schools um, that encourage creativity through hands-on making. There will be tour programs and we'll also have making activities for uh, disability support groups and we'll have a talk series and masterclasses at the Cartoon Saloon an animators, editors and directors. Um, so, uh, loads going on.
0: Lovely. But really bustling, I'd say, when the exhibition is on in, in Butler's Gallery and, and a younger audience would it be then, would usually be at the gallery?
4: Um, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we have got a children's programme that, that is, that's ongoing, mm. um, but I suppose, yeah, I mean, it, it is a child-centered exhibition. So, whilst it's not Specifically targeted at children, if you, but it is very family oriented. So we will see a lot more children, I imagine, in the gallery for this exhibition. Um, but the previous exhibition, Walkers, I mean, again, you know, Cartoon Saloon, because of the nature of the movies, they're animated movies. Even though there's a lot of very adult oriented oriented themes in the movies, um, they do attract very much a family audience. You know, so um, and this, you know, the, the the themes of this, I mean, certainly for five years five years upwards. Mm-hmm.
0: Lovely. Like with past exhibitions from um, Cartoon Saloon at Butler Gallery, they they can be quite interactive. Um, the same this year then, My Father's Dragon?
4: Yeah, very interactive. Um, the whole space, of, if, you've, if you're familiar with the main gallery in Butler Gallery, it's a huge, um, beautiful exhibition space that's transformed for every single exhibition that we do. So obviously they all look different. So this time, uh, you're going to walk in and it's going to be a little bit like You know, it'll be very obvious that you're walking into a world that is My Father's Dragon. So, um, and in the space, there'll be different areas in the space where children can sit down at tables and interact with um, different elements of the movie that they will instantly recognize having seen the movie. So I would say watch the movie, uh, definitely, and then come along to the exhibition. Or you can do it the other way around. It doesn't really matter. Um, But having seen the movie, I would imagine you'll get um, quite a lot out of the exhibition then. You'll find it all the more interesting um, to be able to identify, obviously, how they did this and how they did that, and and where this particular idea came from and how it was developed. That's what the exhibition is about, ultimately. Gorgeous. Um, Yeah.
0: Lovely yep. stuff. It is it, at Butler Gallery in Kilkenny City. It is the exhibition of My Father's Dragon from Cartoon Saloon. You can get more details at Butler Gallery website. It's butlergallery.ie and it all kicks off on November 19th and it's running for two months, isn't it
4: Rebecca? It is, yeah. Just short of two months. So we close on January 15th um, so loads of opportunity to see it. I mean Butler Gallery is we're a free gallery mm-hmm. so And we are open six days a week. The only day of the week that we are closed is Mondays.
0: Lovely stuff. Uh, Something to, to put into your day trip to Kilkenny Diary if you fancy seeing the exhibition from Kilkenny's Cartoon Saloon of My Father's Dragon. That is Rebecca Reynolds, the Development Director at Butler's Gallery. And thank you so much for joining me this morning.
3: Thanks, Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103.
0: It is the Sunday Grill here on Beat 102 and 03. And okay, I'm returning to some Christmas talk this morning on the Sunday Grill, but look at. Christmas lights are being turned on next weekend in many towns across the southeast. So let's just embrace it. And Dungarvan Company, Brandable Ireland, are giving children the opportunity to send Santa a digital letter and even get a response. Alan McMahon of Brandable Ireland joins me this morning to tell us more. You're very welcome to The Sunday Grill.
3: Hi, hey, Thanks for having me on.
0: And in studio as well. That is dedication for yeah. you.
3: <laughs> yeah, first time here.
0: You were saying off here that you're someone who works from home a lot. So do you like getting out and about? I no. try
3: and get out as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: I think that is the key to working at home now Santa really knows how to be on top of things doesn't he like he is thousands of years old and yet he now can embrace the digital era
3: I know that's exactly it we had a chat with him a while back and he was saying that in Ireland 140,000 letters arrived to him through on post every single year Wow! he was like that's a lot of letter sorting for me so if there's a better way we can do it let's try and do it that way
0: so what did you do you got your thinking cap on
3: yeah, so we got our thinking cap on and we said, what what can we give to people this year? And the whole basis of our story was br- built around bringing happiness to the holidays. Um, so we created this digital experience where you fill out your letter and it basically allows Santa to reply to you loads of times on the way to Christmas. So wow. it's not just once. Um, and you're also going to receive some videos of what himself and Rudolph get up to in the North Pole. And I think the best thing about it all is 50% of everything is actually going to go to children's charities. And um, so we're trying to support children, helping children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then each child as well will receive a certificate verified by Santa that they help make a change this different this Lovely. Christmas.
0: OK, so the website is you've created the website and it's Santas dot IE. The S is very important there. Just bear that in mind. So it's Santas dot IE. And you basically have been employed by Santa, haven't you? Because you're quite techie.
3: Yeah, exactly. So Santa came to us and asked us this year, would we be his tech elves? Okay, and create this platform for him, um, where all the children in Ireland or across the world, um, whoever comes onto the website, can basically write him a digital letter, and al- that allows Santa to himself to respond to every child.
0: Okay, God, Santa has a lot of faith in you. There's 140,000 children in Ireland who could be writing digital letters. So what do you do? Get sent up then to Santa, and he?
3: We've built this whole website that it's a entirely built around Santa and the North Pole and tells you a little bit about our story. But it's very simple. You just go on there, you go to the menu and you find Letter Center. And from there, we've created a magical letter, which types as you fill it in. So it'll come up and it'll ask you for your name and you type in your name. And then it'll be like, oh, I'm X years old. And it'll continue and you can put in all your Christmas wish lists and um, where you are um, and all this kind of stuff.
0: There's personalized messages back then.
3: Yeah, exactly. So the minute you fill in your letter in our Letter Center, it gets sent straight to Santa and you get straight onto the naughty nice list, so you better be being good. Um, and then he he'll basically. Create a personalised response for you and send you a little video of uh, of what he's getting up to in the North Pole.
0: Lovely. I know it's a bit early, but I think people are already thinking about their Christmas lists and homes across Ireland, aren't they?
3: Yeah, definitely. Like we've already had a lot of letters in, which we actually weren't going to launch as soon, but we said we would. Um, Loads of letters in. Some people are still waiting for the toy show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the nice thing about this is if you've already sent your letter you can always go in and fill this in later and you can start getting your responses then.
0: Oh, OK, good stuff. You're not saying you can change your letter if you've already sent it, can Well, you? I suppose you can. <laughs> because
3: Santa, Santa's still going to get it. <laughs> okay. he, he's going to know. But if, if you want to go back and fill it in at a later point, you always can.
0: OK, good stuff. Now, tell us about the children's charities that will be benefiting from Santa's santasletters.ie.
3: Yeah, perfect. So what we wanted to do was help children help children. And that's why we've chose... Bernardus, um, Ronald MacDonald House at Crumlin Children's Hospital and then Children Health Ireland who are the new foundation for Crumlin, Temple Street, Tallaght, and all the children's hospitals in Ireland. Okay. So the aim is to basically help the children that are a little bit less fortunate than everyone else this Christmas and give them a little bit more of an experience and stuff. So we have a couple of things lined up for them too.
0: Okay, brilliant stuff. So it's a fiver um, to take part in santasletters.ie and that's because 50% of those funds will be going to those charities.
3: Yeah, exactly. So.
0: Okay, good stuff. So if you are a child or have a child in your life who is ready to write their Santa letter and wants to embrace technology, well then Alan... Is now one of Santa's tech elves? Is Santa quite techy himself, Alan? Or are you He's doing all the stuff for him? Be truthful now. He's getting there now. To be <laughs> fair,
3: he sometimes what uh, looks as naughty, nice list on the iPad. So
0: oh, he has an iPad. He does. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, uh, Alan is a tech elf right now. How long does that last for Alan? How long are you going to be a tech elf for?
3: As long as people want to send a letter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Santasletters.ie is the website. It comes from Brandable Ireland and Alan McMahon is the man behind Brandable Ireland. Um, And if you want to send a letter to Santa in a digital way, well then, Alan is the tech elf and Santasletters.ie is the website. Thanks a million for coming in this morning. Thanks a million, Orla.
3: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103.
0: And talking of Christmas lights, as I was a couple of minutes ago, next weekend really seems to be the time that lots of towns around the southeast are turning on their lights. And New Ross is doing something a little bit special with one of their own. Michael Sheen is the Caharlock of the Municipal in New Ross and he's on the phone to tell us more. Hi, Michael.
5: Hey, Orla. How are you doing?
0: Good to have you back on on the Sunday, Grill. I'm really well, thank you. You have something really exciting happening next Saturday in New Ross, don't you? We
5: do, we do. Like everywhere else now, we're... Trying to celebrate the Christmas spirit by getting everyone together and getting everyone outside. And you know, it's been two years of just non-stop, you know, pandemic, cost of living, pressure, stresses. So next Saturday at five o'clock, uh, in front of the council area, the council, uh, Danny Hope, one of our own, and as most people know him as Danny Love Island, but his name is Danny <laughs> Hope, and Danny is coming over from London to join Santa Claus and myself to turn on the lights. And that will mark the official start of the Christmas season in New Ross and in South Wexford. And it is vital that as many people who can come out and celebrate and join us for the day. And then hopefully, you know, shop in New Ross and shop local and keep the business local. Because if we want to keep our shops open, we have to keep our businesses in our shops.
0: And he's a proud man, Dummy. He's proud about being from New Ross, isn't
5: he? He is. He's very proud. We were talking to him about about it there last week and uh, he's really looking forward to it he's just after been in New Ross so he's gone back to London where I understand he's after acquiring an apartment and he's at premieres and stuff like that so he's really cutting a name for himself over there so one phone call and uh, he's like yeah look drop the hat love to be over there and he's coming over next week he's doing all this pro bono which is fantastic and it shows the strength of the characters in the community that we have in New Ross
0: yeah, that's amazing so no fee which is really unusual especially when you think about things like Love Island because for a lot of people it's all about making as much money as you can so it really shows his commitment he has to his hometown
5: well he's very proud of where he comes from and we're very proud of him and what he's done and like, he did fantastically well in Love Island he got 12% of the vote and I mm-hmm. think uh, many politicians would be looking at saying, "God, if I got 12% in the election I'd be doing fairly happy I'd be happy enough with that so you know we'll <laughs> see how it goes but we're really looking forward to it now, just a couple of other things that are going on. Yeah, go on. Um, uh, from about half past three on Saturday afternoon in the council chamber, we're doing a sensory room for anybody who needs a quiet Santa. So there'll be no flashing lights, no razzle dazzle, no loud noises, right? anything okay. like that. So if you have somebody that you know of who has a reaction to noise or a reaction to light, who has sensory issues. Santa's going to be there a little bit earlier to meet those special people, those special kids, and to talk about what they want in the comfort of their own environment. So it's something we're doing differently to include everyone because it's vital that we're getting the message out there that, you know, we're one big family at this time of year and that we want everyone to be part of our celebrations. So it's a way of including the envelope of rolling it out there to make sure that everyone is involved. So from our point of view, it's going to be a great afternoon. If the weather is good, great. If the weather is bad, so be it. We're all going to be outside of the council. We're all going to be there for the countdown. Five o'clock, Santa and Danny And I'll probably stand in the background. And then they'll turn on the lights. And then it'll start the official season. We'll have some gifts and some stuff for people to turn up on the day. So everyone is very welcome. No matter where you are, what part of the region you are, and no matter what age you are, whether you're young at heart or young at age, there's a role for you in New Ross. We want to welcome you there on Saturday at five o'clock.
0: Brilliant. And is there a website or anything if people want to get more details?
5: We have... Um, Stuff going out on social media, on Wexford County Council, and visit New Ross. So you'll find a lot of stuff there. There's a podcast already up, um, outlining what the details are of the next couple of weeks in New Ross, because that's the start of the season. But we're going to have what we normally have out. We'll have the bandstands out. We'll have concerts going on every Saturday and every Sunday, going on for the next couple of weeks, going into Christmas. There's activities going on in the theatre. We have different things going on around on-street performances and things like that over the weekend. Plus, our charities are doing the great work that the normal do. So Vincent de Paul will be out doing their collection and the Meals on Wheels will be doing their stuff and the local food banks will be doing their thing. So everyone is rolling with one oar on this and we're going to get there.
0: Uh, visit New Ross is what you need to search for for more details. But if you want to check out former microbiologist and now Love Island 2022 contestant and New Ross native Dammy Hope turning on the lights at 5 o'clock. Is that right, Michael?
5: 5 o'clock we'll be there, but... Uh, Century Santa begins at half three. Okay, But cool. there'll be activities and there'll be music on oh, early. on I'm so sure. Come early, come I- often. Exactly, because
0: I think there's going to be lots of people there who want to see Dammy, And of course, yourself as well, Michael. You'll be there beside him, helping to t- turn on the lights in New Ross. And there will, but
5: I'm not sure all that I can compare with Dammy on this one. I so, know, you know, i happily stay in the background. For
0: once, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> Thanks, Amelia, for joining me this
5: morning. <laughs> Thanks, Orla. Take care of yourself. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102